what would I like to do before I die? This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Okay. Good evening, good evening. And this is the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. And tonight we have a good one because we're going to talk about what we would like to do before we die. What would you like to do before you die? What do you think about traveling? What do you think? What do you think traveling before you die? And if you travel, where would you go? Where would you like to go? I would like to go to Paris. How about that? I would love to see Paris. And I would love to see Australia with the Kangaroos. (laughs) I'd like to to see them as well. Then, I think I'd like to see Africa. I think I would like to see that. Although I do see a lot of them here, but that'll be a good one. What would you like to do before you die? I think one of the things I might like to do is go to London, go over there. And Switzerland, I've been there, but I sure would like to go back. That was a really distant uh, for me. And the thing that happened was we were not going to Switzerland, but that's how we ended up. And uh, we were up on a mountain high, and they wouldn't let us go down because of the weather up there. It was really cold, and it was a lot, a lot, a lot of snow. And we did not have snow tires on the car. So they had us to stay up there until it got, you know, a couple of days and it kind of uh, melted a little bit and we could go down to the bottom. But it was really interesting because once we got down there, the weather was like 80 degrees 
and we were up way up on that mountain, and it was like 10 degrees. So I thought that was really interesting, but uh, we had such a good time playing in the snow, so it was really nice. But what would you like to do before you die? And I know, I know that you guys would like to do something before you die. I mean, a lot of times we've gotten older and we haven't had time or money or a lot of different things that we didn't have. And we would like to do it before we die. So let me see. I wanted to do, I would like to travel. That's one of the good things. And another thing that I wanted to do was traveling back to my eighth year. And that was when I learned to play the piano. And I didn't like playing the piano at that age. And when my mother died three days before my 10th birthday, my dad asked me if I wanted to continue playing the piano. And, of course, I responded, no. (laughs) But the thing about that is when I was in college, all my extra classes were music and specifically piano. And I also regretted that I didn't continue playing the piano. And after I began teaching, I purchased a very expensive piano, the one that you lift up the top, and it just sit in the house until my younger son began playing. And after he began teaching, I gave it to him because I thought he could use it more than I had. So that was something. Um, But mostly, I would just like to just like to visit places. And I don't know with the COVID, you know, um, I don't know what you guys think about that. Because it's not gone anywhere. COVID-19 is still hanging around. Now we got to deal with monkey packs. And I don't know what else. I have no idea. But I'm going to keep my mask on. I don't care what anybody says. You can take yours off if you want to. No, not I. But. If there's someone who would like to join in and talk about what they would love to do before they die, okay, have someone right away. One of my listeners, hey, how you doing? I'm good, and I pray that you're well as well. This Thank is Dorothy. Mm-hmm. I would love to travel, but okay. I would like to do a trip where my children, my grandchildren, and my great-grandchildren are there. Okay. Okay. So and the only thing that I, that I can figure that we all could do, 
Right. I would like to do a family, one large family trip where everybody could be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. When you, But you know what? You're going to always, it's going to be that one person that's not there. You're going to always have that. But that's a good idea, having a get-together with all the family and the kids. That's a good one. That's right. One. I had actually thought of setting up the Disney cruise for Ooh. next year. Okay. That's a lot of money, too. Well, you only live once. That's true. That's so true. But uh, And to me, family is more important than money. Well, maybe it's, you start. it's rare that you can get your entire family in one spot. Yeah, that's true. Unless well, it's at a wedding or a funeral. True, true. Especially a funeral. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that we all need to take the time and spend the time with each other and get to know the new little ones that are coming into the family <laughs> and the new little ones that are here. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I would like to as well have um, a family get-together, not because of someone dying or anything like that, but just getting together and letting the families, especially the children, because they're not going to know their cousins. And a lot of them are smaller and some are larger. And that's a good thing. Let's get together. So maybe I'll do that next year. Save some money. And... uh who knows? Who knows? So that was a good one. So anyone else would like to share if, um, I don't know, what would you be grateful for, Nora, for now? Okay, have another listener. Hey, how you doing? Hey, and how are you to see me, Miss Jen White? You know, I think that is a good subject, especially for because we have a large, very large um, senior citizen Family. population. Oh, oh then, okay. Yeah, and uh, a lot of times you get stuck with the kids, the grandkids running and running, and then finally you find out that your years are limited, okay? I was yeah. thinking of this one minister, very popular minister, on uh, television radio, and uh, he talked about how he and his wife were busy raising children, building the ministry, and they built a very successful ministry in uh, Texas and all of this. And then finally, all of a sudden, he, his wife, she was there to help him. She went to school, seminary and all that. She went to school, and she got her master's and raising the children and doing the stuff. And, you know, but then she got sick. Mm-hmm. And so he talked about it. Was, you know, then they... they um, uh, was cancer and it was arrested for a while. And she talked. He talked about well, maybe we should just take time off. And he wanted to take. She always wanted to go to Australia, 
and stuff. And so mm. they started to plan to go to Australia. He said, all of a sudden, that cancer came back. Oh, wow. And oh, then he wow. had to sit there. And uh, not only did his father die, who he because of his family, his father, the entire family, his father had gotten saved first. And the family, you know, was able to get saved. You know, he kept his family together. But now this was facing him. And it was the hardest thing, he said, because we were planning on going where she wanted to go. I mean, she had helped him ministry, papers, church, everything, you know, just always there helping and helping and doing all of that. And they enjoyed it, you know, to Christian people. They enjoyed it. He said, but then it came back, and she, he started seeing her debilitate and all oh, of this. And wow. Saying, you know, let the Lord take me. If he wants me, let him. And he said he saw her suffer, all the things that happened. And uh, it reminds you that although we're doing the Lord's work, we still need the Lord. Even God, Jesus told us, that, he said, let's come apart for a while and get a breath of air, you know, let's. Because they were always ministering, always doing this, always doing that. And uh, his wife ended up dying, you know. And oh. then a beautiful for everything, you know. Very and she never, never went to Australia? They never went to Australia. No, they never did. For me, oh. I would like to go. I mean, when I go off, I'd like to take a world tour myself. No, listen, I thought about that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> world tour by myself. All right. That's what yeah. I would like to do by myself. I usually uh, meet the people, you know, have better friends, meet people from all over the world. You know, I still have friends in Japan that I went to school with. I would just oh. like to meet and see, you know, and things like that. But um, one thing is to travel. And then another thing, there's something that um, I believe the Lord promised me years ago, and I've been really, through this past couple of years, been praying that he would manifest it. And uh, so that's something real personal to me to see him do that. And uh but the main thing I want to do is travel, meet people over here, over yonder, you know. I have a habit of oh. just talking to people on you know, just just enjoying seeing what what's what's out there. Because yeah. I've been um, tied down with children, raising children and working and trying to do. But that's one thing I would like to do. I know for my Aunt Ella who uh she died about three years ago and um, she worked for the state of Michigan. She worked here brought her home, but she always wanted to travel. So she started taking little trips. She went to Hawaii and was like that. And she found this travel group that she could travel with. And uh, they would go pick a place. They'd go. She went to the Holy Land, got on the camel, not all of this. She'd go over there. She went to um, Russia. She went to Japan. She went just all over Europe, just seeing things. Just she wanted to see what the world was like. And... Um, you know, and even when she got sick and um, she couldn't, and she was in uh, China twice. And in China, because she was passing out some religious literature to people, she was arrested. Oh. oh. She, she got arrested. And she said her, her team leaders went with her, and they asked, well, what are you passing out? She said something to talk about Jesus and all that, you know. And so she had to sign some papers and stuff, and they let her go. But um, You have to be careful when yeah, because you can hold on. I have another one that would like to okay. tell us what he would like to do before he but dies. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. That's fine. Hello, yeah. everybody. 
I got Hello. to learn. Hi. Every... Huh? Hello? Hello? We're here. Hello. We're here with you. <laughs> yeah, they were looking for you last week. <laughs> oh, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Just a whole lot of things always could get in your way if you let it, you know. But a trip that I was thinking about is a trip that everybody can take back through time and see how things have kind of uh, linked together our lives in order to get get prepared for what we want to do in the future. Because what I was thinking about was, I remember when I was five years old, we stayed on uh, Crane and Vernish, right? And uh-huh. at five, you know, the parents would send you down to the corner, you know, to get something from the store. You know, it was no big deal, right? So I had... My mom had sent me down to the store for something. I can't remember what it was. So by the time I got to the store to start walking back home, uh, a big storm uh, got up there. And I was I was trying to make it like from tree to tree, you know, because, you know, I was at five years old, you only weigh about 45, 50 pounds, something like that. So I was going from tree to tree, and all of a sudden I was ready for a tree, and there was nothing there. And all of a sudden, my mom grabbed my grabbed my arm, right? And then, you know, how mm-hmm. mom, they, they, she wrapped herself around me. And then, you know, she you know, took me on back to the, the top of the house and everything. And I was thinking about that because I remember when I was, my mom, I guess she was 88, and was coming from my brother's house, and I was leading her down this, this ramp. And at the moment we hit the bottom of the ramp, that picture clicked in my mind. I said, wow, I'm doing what my mom did for me, you know, 80, well, I don't know, 50 or 60 years ago, you know. And then what, what really, really got it was I went to New Orleans last week, and, of course, being late for the plane, listen to my son, right, we had to <laughs> run almost a mile and a half to get to the plane in order oh, to get on board. Wow. And my little grandson that was eight years old was pulling me, come on, Grandpa, and he just tried to run. I said, I said, I said, your Grandpa can't run. He said, yes, you can. And, boy, he didn't even <laughs> stop. And when we finally hit that plane, you talked about somebody that was tired. I said, I, I didn't that. I was, you know, I thought I'd be out of breath or whatever. But it's just amazing, you know, if you look back in time, sometimes it shows you what's in the future. So, oh, you know, look at back in time and see what what you can make happen in the future that you want to see do. Like I said, your grandkids grow up. Uh, I remember when Obama became president, uh, my daughter, my son's mother sat up, there, sat up there crying. And I'm like, what are you crying for? Well, that means that my son, my, my grandson could become president. I'm like, well, I guess so, but... Uh, you know what I mean? But things tie yeah. to each other. And if you look back far enough, you'll find links in time that'll tell you what you should be looking for in the future. I, I didn't make to talk so much. Sorry. No, that's okay. That's interesting. So well, that's, that's what he thinks about his child? Well, I mean, yeah, that's what she thinks about. I, mean, I think about my grandson like that, too. Because now he's uh, 18, you know. And when I was down in New Orleans, both of my step, well, I'd say my two of my stepsons, no, two of my sons, because they're going to call them my step, you know, I got closer to them than I have ever been 
even though they're, you know, they're in Texas and I'm here. You know, one of them wrapped his arms around me. Hey, Grandpa, they accused me of everything and blah, blah, blah. And we had a nice long 15-minute walk, right, and just talking oh, about stuff. Okay. You can tell you just that on that personal level. So I was, yeah, that's, that's interesting. And then when I went back to sit down, they come up with something. Uh, <laughs> came Grandpa, I was. I'm going to need you to do me a big favor. What is it? You know that car you got in the garage over there? <laughs> yeah. I went to give it to me. I said, give it? I said, do you realize what kind of car that is? She said, yeah, it's a Corvette. I said, now, what do you think you'd have to do for me to hand this car over to you? <laughs> and I went, you go into college getting straight A's all the way through. You get straight A's all the way through. I'd be glad. I'd buy you a new one. Oh, go ahead. Since I know you, since I know you, can you uh, kind of help a girl out? Hey, I ain't going to get in trouble. <laughs> no, I ain't going to get in trouble because you know what? I, now, this is this is a male's point of view now, okay? So don't all y'all jump on me at one, but I still love you anyway. <laughs> I find out most, a lot of the young ladies that I come in contact with and, you know, out doing different stuff, you know, they ain't looking for nobody with something. They just looking for a body. Really? Are you serious? Really? Yes, uh-huh. I am. Yeah, point in a minute. Uh-huh. See that guy there? That's my boyfriend. That's my boyfriend. That's why I'm like, how many boyfriends can you have? Do you ever want to be number one? Uh uh-uh, uh, you got to be bothered too long. Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> so don't get me started now. I didn't know that. I didn't know they were looking for guys. I thought, especially professional women, I don't think they <laughs> looking too much for a man. Right. <laughs> huh? I said, you will be surprised. Well, you know, not all of them, you know, not all Right, you know, right. You know, you know, like that, you know. Because I got a little nephew down the street. He got 14 kids, probably by 12 different girlfriends, and all girlfriends mm. know the other They know the other girlfriends. I don't know. They all keep happy. You ain't give them no money, but. I got a feeling they're giving up him some to him, so I just like, oh, well. And I he's got how many children? Thirteen. Oh wow. Okay. Matter and he's he's owning them all. No. What, what do you mean by owning them all? Say, yeah, that's my kid. Or say, yeah, yeah, here's my kid, and here's some money. What do you call it, owning them all? <laughs> Well, I, I would like to think of, uh, you know, pay the okay to own them. Long you know, you can grab them once or twice a month, and you know, play around and take them back. Ah, uh, that's no fun. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this, but I ain't gonna pay the person's name. I was at church one Sunday. This young lady, I guess she was about sixteen or seventeen. Uh, this was about 20, 25 years ago. And she came downstairs and she said, Mr. Clark, Mr. Clark. I don't think I was doing more than about 21, 22. She said, such and such told me 
if I didn't have a kid by him, he would leave me. I said, sweetheart, let's sit down and talk. <laughs> I said, what is the benefit of you having a baby by somebody who already has seven or eight? I said, wow. you know, all you're going to do is just ruin your own life. Think about what you want for you. Not right now, but four or five years from now, you know. She thanked me, but she still went on and did it. So I was like, oh, well, all you can oh. do is give advice. Well, I guess she wanted that man. That's the only thing. But she didn't get him. That's the same guy who well, got the 13th. Oh. Yeah, but, you know, we as females, we think that if we have this child for a uh, certain whoever, you know, going to keep him. But when they, fi- when they find out, that he doesn't want the child nor her. And now she doesn't want the child. Tell me about and, it. And I think that that's horrible. I think that's the horrible part because the child did not ask for that mess. You know, but are we so putting he, the right dreams in our girls? I don't know. Well, you think we're doing that? You think we're doing that for our I'm not, girls? I'm not a, I can't speak on that. I don't know. Ladies, what do you think? Do you think we're doing no. that for our children? No comment. <laughs> uh, no comment is a comment. <laughs> I got stuck with something like that, you know. I got uh, stuck with something like that. And I'm okay. still dealing with it today. Okay. She didn't want to, you know, I kept telling her, it, it doesn't mean he's going to stay with you. But, I, you know, if you, if you want to avoid the child, that's up to you. If you want to keep the child, that's up to you. She said she was going to have it. I said, okay, then I stuck with her. But when she saw that he did not want her, he was there for the delivery. He took a picture of the baby on the table and gone, and he didn't come back. Wow. And so, therefore... She seemed like, to me, she seemed like she was blaming that child. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, and it's still that way even now, you know. I guess that's when I got so wrapped up in trying to take care of this, you know, little girl. And she asked about her father. Mm-hmm. I never I never make him look bad before before her. Before mm-hmm. her. Uh, he just didn't want to have anything to do with her. I was taught for the first five years of her life, she was with me. Mm-hmm. And now she's getting ready to be 17. And she has taken the start out of Granny. <laughs> mm. But uh, it's sad yeah. to see that. Yes, yeah, unfortunate. What, one thing she is, she'll never forget is going to be Grandma. Grandma, grandma will yeah. always stay in her forever. Yeah. You know I see I mean? uh, her, uh, my daughter a lot of times. She'll try to hug my daughter. And my daughter mm-hmm. will push her away. Mm. But she see other things that my daughter does, okay? Right. And stuff. But, um... It's sad. It really is a sad situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. But I'm going on a trip for myself. I'm going on a trip. I did not <laughs> win. <laughs> Say, that's, what, that's one of the things you're going to do before you die, huh? That's true. That's true. <laughs> that is so well, true. I would like to go somewhere, but I don't think it would be fun if I didn't have someone to go with me. I don't think oh, no, I'd want to go. 
I don't want to go by myself. Who do I share with, you know? Me, myself, and I. <laughs> I That's mean, but you, and, and, you know, at night when you're going, getting ready to go to bed and you start just talking. Me, myself, and I. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you You'd be that lone guy yourself. on the bus talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you can always, you can always, you know, start talking to strangers. Yeah, I guess. And then maybe you, you can make so a friend there. I know. So Just to get a chance to see, mm-hmm. to see, you know, without trying to make everybody else happy, you know. Yeah, but I just like to... To see and you know share, interact, yeah, yeah. But uh, going to going out of the country, oh yeah, oh man, I tell you, <laughs> that Switzerland thing was really something. You go from minus ten up, and then you get down. Yeah. Uh, it's eighty degrees. Now that was really interesting to me. But uh Denver I like the same it. way. Denver? Yes, ma'am. Are you serious? Yes, they got ma'am. a lot of hills. They oh, have yeah. hills. You see people skiing down country. Short, short pants on a t shirt. What did you say you got a T shirt? No, I said you see people uh skiing down the hill with short pants and T-shirts on. What? In Denver. In yes. Denver? <laughs> uh, well, you're going up to the mountains, the Catskills and whatever, and I think the highest we got was, I think it said like 25, got to be 2,500 feet above sea level or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, well, Denver's not that, but when you get up in those hills, uh, my, I got to sit there for GM. You know, nobody, t- first time I've ever been up there, so we had to take some trucks up to test drive them coming down the hills and all that stuff, right? So I grabbed my suitcase, and I run up three steps, and I had to sit down. It just took my breath away, right? And I just sat there for a while, and then I thought I said, no, we'll get the trucks in the morning and we'll start it. But all night long, my feet wouldn't go, my legs wouldn't go to sleep. It was like, you ever seen that, what would you call those wild legs when your legs just get to moving? Back and forth, <laughs> because the oxygen is so uh, thin up from your body and put them, you know. But see, nobody told me that, right? So now we're driving down all these tight hills or mountains, whatever, and there's no guardrail on there, and I'm still half asleep because I couldn't sleep during the night. And you know, we're we're running for like eight hours, you know, and I'm like. Lord, please let me make it to the end of this day. I got yeah. I went down to see a Motel 6. Now, GM had put us up like $500 a night, you know, uh, whatever you call those things, condos or whatever up there. I had to go down and pay my own, I think it was 18 bucks for a Motel 6. And then come back up in the morning because I couldn't take it because the air was so thin. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So All go right. to Denver if you don't want to go to that far. No, thank you. 
No, thank <laughs> you. I've been up on the hill already. And, uh, you huh? So you've been to the mountaintop already. I've been to the mountaintop. <laughs> yeah, we had fun, though. Okay, mm-hmm. another question. What are you most grateful for now, today? What are you grateful for? I am grateful to be alive because there are a lot of people that have gone uh, and they were younger than I. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for my children, and I'm grateful for my grands. So what about you guys? Anybody grateful for anything now? I'm also grateful for my family. Okay. That's uh, pretty good. But there are people mm-hmm. that don't don't have families, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. So if you or have, they have one, them and, they, and or you you can't you're in the family and you can't get along with anybody. Well, yeah, that's it too. Yeah, I hate that because a lot of people don't understand that they, you know, I mean, just before you die, why don't you try to make it up with your family? I mean, come on. That's not going to hurt. So, Well, the generation that came up behind us, the families, a lot of families aren't as close and they weren't raised the, the same way we were. You're right about that. <laughs> so they don't get the same benefit as we got. Yeah, sometimes the parents are younger than our parents right. when they had us. Yeah. 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 So, and one habit you want to keep. Now, what habit do you have that you want to keep? <laughs> if you are smoking... <laughs> Who was that that coughed? <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, that's one habit. You might want to leave it alone because when I was smoking, a package of cigarettes was a dollar and ten cents, and I kid you not. And I do not know, I really don't know how much they they cost now. And it used to be what you could do, you could um, take a, like a, a pop bottle and you could exchange that for a cigarette. Are you serious? Yeah. You used to could do that years ago. And give him about Coca-Cola bottle, he'll give you a cigarette. <laughs> but now cigarettes, uh, I I don't know. But somebody says seven dollars 
or no, they're know. over eight dollars a pack. See, I don't know. I don't know. It's been so yeah, long. Yeah, because I, I was. I was shocked at the gas station when a guy asked for a pack of Newports and the guy said ten dollars. And he said ten dollars. Ten. He said Newports are the only ones that are ten dollars. Everything else is eight dollars and some change. Oh, and okay. I, I just stood there and looked at the guy. He turned around to walk out, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I hunched my shoulders like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the people that have the habits, they pay it. I mean, you know, if I still well, they're had supposed to be going up on the price of cigarettes in Michigan. Oh, just Michigan. That's the governor's thing. That's her new thing. Why? Why is she doing I don't, that? Well, well, she just changed the age of buying a pack of cigarettes from 18 to 21. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Which I don't understand because if you can draft me at 18, I should be able to smoke a pack of cigarettes. Well, it doesn't matter. All they say is, hey, man, you're going into the the store, give me a package of camels. (laughs) They're going to get it anyway. Well, they're going to find the – she says she's going to find the stores. But if you can legally be drafted and you can legally be charged as an adult at 18, then you need to change the age for all of that of being charged as an adult. One can't, you can't pick a hand, pick what you want. Okay, well. I'm not too sure about what she wanted, but I think that was part of a plan where she was going to try to give back the retirement that uh, that not Grant Home, the guy before Grant Home put on retirement, the taxes on retirement. I think that oh, was to try to some of that. But you, they were uh, trying to send him to jail, but they didn't. <laughs> they right. Uh, but the, yeah. the, the thing is, is that doing that, the the People that own the stores and the gas stations were saying their biggest buyers are the 18-year-olds. So you're losing money. So how can you give me back that money if you're not bringing in that money? Yeah, but then what would you do about people got sick off cigarettes? Do you think it's fair to charge them more money for health care? Well, that's no better than you trying to go up on my insurance, put me back on high insurance rates for paying for your family. And (laughs) (laughs) so otherwise you said not being, uh, what I call it, there's a penalty of not not being rich. Right. Because those are things that poor people normally. Yeah, it doesn't even save them, you know. But you got to remember, the government was the biggest thing on cigarettes uh, all the way up until the 80s because I know people used to, when I come from the base, can you give me a couple of cards of cigarettes? That think a card was only like oh, that's right. $7 that's or $8. Right. Dollars. It I mean, was the government cheaper. was the biggest thing. It was the cheapest yeah. place to get them with it the Air Force cheap. thing. Right. So. 
because I knew that. Bad and alcohol. Bad and alcohol were the two big things that the government made money off military people on. Yeah, I remember. Well, uh, most of the military people I knew were turned out to be alcoholics. Because there's nothing to do half the time. You know, but drink. People think military, you know, some people have a lot to do and some people don't. Some people can't stand being lonely. Uh, I think I told you all this story. It was a white guy. I was in, um, I was at Merced, California, Castle Air Force Base, and this white kid, uh, he left a suicide note. He jumped in front of an Amtrak, Amtrak train. Oh. Right? Killed himself. You know how far he was? He was less than a half an hour from where he lived, talking about he was lonely. I'm like, you know, wow. you'd be amazed where people are standing around and you're thinking, you know, well, you know, what's, you know, what's 25 minutes from home? You know what I mean? Well, but he took that as being abandoned lonely. Right. Well, we're looking at the remnants of what happened of people having having to be alone from COVID. Right. A lot of people lost their minds. Yes. Because they, they actually, right, they they didn't like who they saw in themselves. Worse and they than that, they found out who they were living with. They found out who they were living with. It was even worse. Uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth. Well, you know, it's the truth. We had a, a, a lady, uh, she was a jag, and her husband was going to be a doctor. Right, so all the way through school, her school, her, she never saw her husband, you know. And so by the time he got ready to graduate, you know, with his doctor's degree, one year after that, they got a divorce. He said he didn't know what? who he was married to because he was always what? gone. He was always doing this residence. He's always, you know what I mean? And now you get stuck with somebody that you really don't know, you know, in that situation, and you find out you, don't, you really don't know that person that you got married to. Because you never spent the time to get to know them. But, you know, uh, I think that people, now this is just me talking, but I think a lot of people just um, separate quickly. I mean, you know, they if you don't do this and that and the other, and they say, okay, well, we don't need to be together, so let's get a divorce. I mean, you know, some people just, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. I mean, a lot of people just getting married to be, just to say they're married, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But that hurts a child if a child is involved in that. That's true, yeah. That, but they're the not child. thinking that far ahead. Yeah. This yeah. sounds like a Jeremiah Wright thing uh, <laughs> that, that I got hooked on. He said that well, uh, his, I think, I think he says one of his daughters or somebody came to him and was looking at the, you know, but they always look green on the other side. So. Uh, she went to her mother and says, you know, Ma, that person that's over there, I think he's a pretty nice guy. I mean, he, you know, he, he take care of business and whatever. And the mother says, well, you may think maybe he waters his grass more than the person on this. Otherwise, he takes uh-huh. care of business more 
on that side than it, right? So the mother goes goes over and talks talks to her her mother because me and uh, sis were talking about, and we were talking about that uh, how the grass always looked greener on the other side, mm-hmm. and she said, "Yeah, that's true, but you know, it could be astroturf." <laughs> Never thought oh, yeah. about that. Yeah. Then, then he went to her grandmother. You see, grandmother, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, how the grass always looks greener on the other side. He said, but, you know, uh, is that true? He says, I don't know. It could be built on a septic tank. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So you never know what's pushing up. What's pushing up? Well, yeah, you better be careful, too. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, let me ask you this. What is one habit you want to keep? That's one habit now. Not the cigarette. Well, if that's your one thing you want to keep. But what habit do you have that you want to keep? Living independently. Okay. That's a good one. I can agree with that, yeah. Having my own control over my own expenses, yeah. Um, being hmm. able to take care of myself, you know, until I die. I don't want anybody right. to have that control. I'm terrified okay. of it. <laughs> I just don't like it, you know. Yeah, the way. Um, well, suppose people, you got you know, sick. Suppose you got sick, and one of your grandchildren wanted to take you in. Would you stay with them? I'm one thing I would really would like to do. To always have my own. <laughs> take care of myself until I close my eyes. That's it. I don't okay. like it. You know, I I want to be in control. I'm a control yeah. freak. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I am a control freak, yeah. Okay, well, so that's the one habit. A lot of Mm -hmm. people that are in nursing homes, that's what they wanted was to be left alone, but the kids didn't want to take them in, and they thought that it was better that they stay someplace where there were other people to care for them. And those are a, a lot of people that I know personally. That's when uh-huh. they gave up and left and left here that's because right. their I decision know. was taken away from them. Uh-huh. Well, you know what I've heard that when people go to these, um, what kind of homes? Um, you know, senior citizens. Yeah, senior Sometimes, and I've heard this forever, that if you have someone in one of those houses, you better go and see them because if you don't, you know, and you neglect, uh, don't go and see them, those people that work there, they're not going to pay any attention to that person either. Mm -hmm. I've always heard that. That if you have a person well, in there, I know somebody from the church, a young person that was in one of those facilities, 
and I spoke with her probably once every two, three months, and one day she called me and told me what her circumstances were, and she asked me would I please come and get her out of there. Mm. That she was being mistreated, that they weren't giving her her medication. She knew that they were taking her medication and giving her something totally different. It was a mess. It was yeah. a mess. But you know what? If you go ahead. Well, I told her I'm going to hire an attorney, and we're coming in there, and we're going to get you out of there. And now I don't. I don't understand. If you're working in this place, and you don't pay as much attention to a person whose family or friends don't come to see her that often. That, to me, should be the one that you go and talk to and do the best that you can because you can see that nobody's coming, nobody's talking to her. And, I mean, that can be horrible. That can be horrible for a person who has a family but the family is not doing anything. And then you have the the workers. They're not doing because the family is not doing anything. But every oh, yeah, day. They're very yeah, they stretch there. Because we ran into that. The thing was that kept people them aware of my mother. In fact, my brother was on it. Lord. <laughs> That's he was what I'm on saying. It. Yeah. He was on it. He would call. When they couldn't go, he found some way to let her come to the window where they can wave at her. All of that. I mean, he was just—he was just a person. He was buying things for her. All of this, you know. At first, we thought she was just going in for rehab, but my other sisters had made a decision. She was not going to be 90 because we had a going to have a 90 celebration for her, and then COVID hit, and then she was in the hospital that short time, you know. But they let her stay in the bed. She couldn't walk, so they were trying to get her. To go back, but they didn't tell us. My sister, oldest sister and my youngest sister, they had made the doctor say, put her in and stuff. And we yeah. were, I said, no, she ain't staying. She's going home. You know, And but they had made that decision. In fact, we almost came to blows over her. But we came in there, and I said, it looked like it was the, the Lord leading because as soon as we put her in there, rehab, COVID hit. And how can we keep going back and forth? I had to stay home. I couldn't be with my grandkids, nobody. You know, they, they just separated everybody. And, uh, you know, and we had to deal with it. And finally, my mother said, she said, well, maybe it's best. She said, because as you get older, you can't really take care of yourself, you know. She was talking about that. And she stayed there, uh, you know, in about two years now. And we just lost her in uh, November. And she was sitting there happy, eating ice cream, looking at this picture. And then she was gone. <laughs> ice cream. Uh, my brother kept a bottle of ice cream, buy her fruit, cook her dinner, take this up there, send it up there, you know. And he was sending her so much ice cream. She said, well, I got that, that other ice cream. It looked like somebody had eaten out of it before I got it. <laughs> Could have been one of No, but um, I would still like to know that I'm in control of my own life. Yeah, I know what That's you mean. What I know what you mean. But okay, and 
if you could travel back in time, what part of your life would you go back to? I think we kind of went over that. But what would you like to be 10 years from now? 10 years from now. Do you see yourself uh, like you see yourself now? Mm-hmm. You see, yo, you see, how did you do that trick? I don't know, but I hope I can figure it out, figure it out by then. <laughs> well, it says all things are possible. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I would like to... Um, My aunt always said, she said, no matter how old you are, as long as you have your health and strength, everything's fine. And that's what I really would like. Ten years now, have my health and strength moving around doing what I want to do. Well. That's what I want to be. And ten years from now, I will be a popular person who has has all these books and I'm getting paid and some of my books are um, pictures. People are taking them and, you know, so. uh, (laughs) Ten years. From today, Ten years from now, I'd like to still be in my right mind. That's well, amazing. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I will be in my right mind. I gotta stay in my right mind because I'm in a movie. That's why I have to be in my right mind. You're in a movie. Huh? <laughs> you said you're in a movie. In your yes. mind, a movie in your mind, oh, or a movie, mind. Oh, a movie on your screen. Listen, I said ten years from now, I will be in a movie. Oh, you will be. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm like gonna be famous. Years. That's right. Good. Just leave me your address. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Leave me yeah. your address. <laughs> I, That's I all right. I, I, I'll leave it for day. you. As a matter of fact, I'll send you a ticket to come and see me. Now, how about ah. that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you Wait what. It better not be 117 degrees outside. Uh, <laughs> I want it. Now, that, I don't, have, I don't have any control over that now. What you say, Then you better ask for it in writing. <laughs> funny, uh, funny, y'all. Okay, all right, all right. Did you uh, did you see this woman who was 100 years old and she's still a nurse? Uh, I, I didn't see that. Well, see, was, you can do that. Isn't she's that a blessing? Still being a nurse. Isn't that a blessing, though? Yes, well, I haven't. I have an aunt that calls me. As a matter of fact, I didn't call her back, but. We celebrated her 100th birthday last year. She lives in her own apartment and um, the Abernathy place, and she's there alone 
100 degrees. And one of the guys uh, came in, and uh, me and my husband were sitting at the table. He came right to me and hugged me. And so when he got through hugging me, and he left, and everybody started laughing. They thought that I was my aunt. And so my husband looked at me and said, he thought you were 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, she looks as good as you. Let's go take it that way. <laughs> We're going to oh, take it I, that way. <laughs> listen, I'm telling you, that woman looked good. Her granddaughter had fixed her hair and everything. Sister looked good, and she's still calling me. So she got mm-hmm. a, a, a birthday coming up. She, I mean, she lives alone. She's okay. Mm-hmm. She's in her right mind. And, you know, hey, 100 years old, you can't tell me that's, that's not blessing. a blessing. Can't it tell is. me that's not a blessing. So, oh, yes, it is. Don't divide, we don't we see it as a blessing. Have, huh? I think don't, don't the Bible and everything else is great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, don't regret growing older. It's a privilege denied to many. Now, tell me that right. is not the truth. That is the truth. Yeah. So having said that, I think we've had a great day. Uh, my co-host. Uh, is with his family, so I gave him permission to go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Go ahead. <laughs> but well, it's he, okay. he was missed. He yeah. was missed. He was. Absolutely, he yeah. Was. But I mean, you know, every now and then, one of us uh, will be gone. You know. So, uh, That's why I asked, what did T.C. last week? Oh, yes. Yeah. That, did you hear that, T.C.? <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't call if I wanted to. Because I had lost everything on the airplane. I oh. lost my wallet. My um, are you serious? Yeah. Wow. You, didn't, you still didn't find it? Well, they were they, they delivered it last that Thursday Thursday night going into Friday, but uh, I was having problems to get a charge because the charger I had had stopped working got got damaged. That's why I called in, but then it cut off for me. Uh huh. So, but now I got everything well, up and running. Back. Everything yeah. but my iPad. Instead so, of that. Well, you had a good time. You had a good time. Oh yeah. And always have a good time with family. And we should do that more often. That's true. We should do that more often, yes. So now I would like to say that if anyone has something they would like to say before we leave, you can go right ahead. Uh, I would strongly suggest that as we grow older, sure we're concerned about our families and things like that. But keep your name in the pot, too. Make sure that you do so that you won't regret, you know, uh, regret, feel a sense of regret when you get older. You know, as you, you know, 
you spent your life with everyone else. Now, what's going to happen to me? Do what you like to do. And I'd like to just leave that. So you're saying that we need to do what we can do while we can do it, huh? Tell me about it. Yeah. I'll all the people that. say. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. So anybody else would have their final saying? I pray that we all have a safe, blessed weekend. I pray that the storms don't hit us. I hope it doesn't get any hotter. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, TC, you're done. Yep, I talked enough today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I'd like to say a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you change it. And having said that, I thank you guys for being here and participating. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. And that's the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White. What would I like to do? Before I die. Good night, thank people. You, Have a good, good night. weekend. Good night. Bye bye. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.